0: What you are about to hear is the most disgusting thing I think I have heard in a very long time. Pepsi and Peeps have teamed up to make a marshmallow-flavored cola. Oh, what the fuck? You're listening to that blessed and highly-flavored podcast, it's only cause a nigga bless welcome back to black on House reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of cw's charmed this is season three episode seven which way out this episode was written by natalia fernandez and carolyn townsend and directed by minhaj huda this episode was good was not my favorite but i gave it an 8.7 out of 10. i like the prison dreamscape vibe going on really enjoyed that aspect of it but I, i don't know maybe it was just me tonight it's not that anything was wrong but i wasn't as excited about the events it kind of moved our plot along so there's that but it felt a little weird in some places but overall it was another solid episode of charmed uh, for this season maggie as expected wonders if she can stop antonio from being half naked and only a towel in her bedroom giving her the nickname magster also doing yoga which i suck at as we've already discussed she goes downstairs to find no one and it appears as if she is in some type of dreamscape as the next moment she is alone at safe space and then the strangeness begins wakes next also dressed in black with a leather jacket and a nice touch of the title card and the glass breaking i enjoyed that while maggie freaks out macy defaults to going into analysis mode recording her observations like the scientist she is the last thing she recalls is focusing on finding the monster prison There is blood on the floor and on the door which is both a good and bad thing as that means she is not alone but her powers are M.I.A. She opens a door to command that leads to the backyard of the Vera estate and she sees the broken window that woke her up with blood on it on the glass and a bloody rag on the patio. What the hell's going on?
1: I mean what the hell is going on?
0: This was starting to feel like Clue and I was feeling it. Mel comes in the front door, hand wrapped in the rag and we know who is the one dripping blood all over the place. It's clear she has been searching for Macy and Maggie for a while to no avail. There's a photo of a guy that shouldn't be there and she hears glass crunching and she grabs a stiletto as a weapon. Catch me outside, how about that? this is not death becomes her child grab anything else around the room just as mel and macy see each other the minute she opens the door she is back at safe space she says this fun house is not fun girl no fun houses are fun and haunted houses too on both occasions when i was lured into one i very quickly called the the what button that said i'm tapping the fuck out those are not places i find entertaining not at all she tells macy to stay where she is if she can hear her and after several more doors is able to get back to the yard where she explains that their house is a hell maze she's like is that my shoe look at you macy with them heels i put my heels on for you baby you know those are for the striptease she got planned later for Harry to the song Lick by Joy. J-O-I. That's my jam. Mel tried to break a window and Macy gets all you got a Sherlock Holmes this situation bitch. But Mel is like, how's that going for you? Shots, shots This is one of several little tips that they have. And it is about time they had some. Because as the eldest of four sisters i can tell you it's a bit of a viper's pit you know there's some genuine love and affection but there's also um harsh words and feelings getting hurt she said a hypothesis is just a starting point don't get irritated with me (laughs) i'm gonna get irritated if you keep on coming for me i'm gonna come for you They hear what seems to me are conga drums and grab more appropriate weapons before going into the greenhouse, which leads to a room, the gym, I believe, in safe space where they find Miss Mags, who um, has quite lost her damn mind. I'm just the crazy slut with a dead husband. <laughs> Why she got a hat on like she been to the North Pole and ain't cold at all. I w- That's just, I guess, uh, uh, a symptom of going a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Mel and Macy then disagree on pushing her mental fragility. With Macy bringing up the fact that she broke a window to discover if the whole house was an illusion. Versus doing things a little bit more cautiously I guess it makes her a hothead at least that's what Mel accuses her of calling her and this is all because this is leftover drama from the earlier fight that we didn't know about however Macy you did feel the need to pull out your phone and record the obvious which is the fact that Meg's did not know about the allergy and they're still allergic to each other in this world. Maggie puts on shades for the tick tick boom that happens a couple of times asleep. She measures time by sleep as it's always daylight. She apparently has been here for 42 days. The longer you stay, the more forgetful you become. And apparently you also go just a little nuts She also tells them that the space changes a lot. She proposes to show them the gathering place, which could point to an entry, except it's a place for fake pale friends to hang. (laughs) That's awful, that's awful. The only note she has is sexy jockman and tau, which is disgusting. Macy and Mel tell her she's their sister, and she has a lunch bag with Macy's name on it. It it says Macy Vera. Max has a memory which plays out like a simulation where she and Jordan bring Macy a tofu wrap. Jordan is excited to do pro bono work at the immigration legal clinic and is quite heartbroken when Macy has to tell them that it was rejected. He had a translator and everything, but the money could not support the clinic, and he leaves disappointed. My baby, you need a hug. You need me fluffy pillows. You could go put your head on my fluffy pillows. Macy takes it hard and feels bad for failing Swan, but Max tells her she just hasn't succeeded yet. They both get a text from Mel as she has figured out how to access the monster prison. Maggie gets more of her memories back as they wonder if they are in the monster prison which is why everything is so familiar. And they want to know where the monsters are because they can hear them but they cannot see them. Maggie tells them everything she does remember in command they decide to stick together to avoid massive forgetfulness what triggered the memory was a lunch bag but she wrote the name wrong but Mel thinks she wouldn't do so so it must be a clue but just then they're separated once again the swinging camera effect was a little disorienting I don't I don't know if I liked it or not it was definitely different. Then we have Mel pulling a whole ass Karen talking about if there is, if this is a prison, then there must be guards and immediately starts asking to basically talk to somebody's supervisor. Facts don't care about your feelings. Then she antagonizes the place and gets quicksand hardwood for her mouth. What you gonna do now? to be that you two dumbass, don't be quiet now. Macy, still in command, goes back to documentary style commentary, pointing out something is adjusting to their moves. She goes up the stairs to leave to find her sisters, but is then back at the foot of them. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks, don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope fuck this shit I'm out I don't like mazes I don't like scary movies I do not like psychological fuckery I would have been in a fetal position or over by that freaking spell book trying to mix some type of potion to knock my ass unconscious or at least get me and in thoroughly intoxicated so that I can mentally calm down from the stress of knowing i can't walk up them damn stairs that would drive me nuts mel takes her sister's advice and remains calm as she's being swallowed up by the floor but you know it's a little too late for all that she does forget her name maggie sees a photo of her and antonio in her bedroom and is appropriately just like ugh promising if fate does happen there will be no evidence whatsoever but the error once again is flagged by her she practices some yoga and is able to revive a memory of her walking with macy discussing the legal clinic they run into antonio whom she doesn't want to get a latte with and doesn't like being called magster i even love Mag- macy's face she was like what master what, what is that did you is that are we really accepting that because she was so ready to tap in at any moment like do we need to drag this dude or are you trying to date this dude what's happening just give me the right sign and apparently the right sign was her being like "Fuck off and then (laughs) walking away She tells Macy all about her unwanted vision. But Macy tells her the more you focus on your fears, the more you run into them. When you focus on your goals, you manifest them. Something that she repeats and learns from her sister. I like that. They have very good um, familial bonding in this episode that's needed. So I'm sure the people that were really wanting the sisters... To have a standout we're really pleased with this episode maggie hears Mel screaming but ends up back in command with macy who is forgetting too and cannot listen back to her recording as it's been replaced by some upbeat music that she kind of likes she's like start dance to it she figures out the glitches are their way of telling the unconscious mind something isn't right She brings her back quickly and they know the prison is on to them as Mel continues to sink. This is your fault and I still wasn't feeling bad. (laughs) They save her and then go on a glitch hunt which leads back to the photo of the guy Mel doesn't know but does hate. I'm not sure why she hated him because he did absolutely nothing wrong that I saw the entire episode other than being sent there by the dean to do a job that she apparently did not do her proper diligence about the prison doesn't understand context or emotions we do get a flashback via mel's memory of dean eldon who sent an auditor to sit on mel's class and she filed a complaint as in the handbook She has to give written or the professor has to give consent and she apologizes, pretends as if she didn't know this, yada, yada, yada. There's a mediator there, but clearly the mediator does exactly what happens to all people of color in a room when there's a dispute, which is basically the white person apologizes, even though, you know, deep in your gut, it's insincere. And then she tells them that she has to sign an NDA because she clearly felt this was retaliation. So Mel goes to the speaker's corner to vent. That this was stupid and her being completely aware that she could be fired and would deserve to be fired really saved a lot of this story arc for me because I was of two minds about it, right? Clearly, what the what the facility was doing was not right, which is though why you should go to other you know avenues. There's a point to be made of what macy was saying about playing the game you know you can't go out and just put things out to cancel culture and expect that to be it like technically even if she dean eldon was canceled what she did was not particularly (laughs) uh, without retaliation i feel i understand the point that she was making and she felt you know that she was being retaliated upon that all makes sense as far as what she was feeling at the moment but there wasn't too much other than the concern and bringing up the handbook like basically she checkmate her in a manner that was handling the situation yes the nda is where i can see that that might be like okay what the fuck i might say okay, well, I need to go run that past my attorney because I'm not signing shit until I understand because this is a legal document. So I'm going to go consult with my attorney and you're not it. So until I do, I won't be signing shit. But doing it in such a manner, because it is only one side of the story, whether we know that it's the correct side of the story or not, that it's not the platform to do so. And she has a, a bigger responsibility uh, as a teacher to not do that. Mel had figured out uh, to use the sound of symbols to that were already deciphered via Harry. Last episode, the numbers, and they're going to do something called the Chaldan numerology, where you basically turn numbers in or You chant a sound to the cymbals to open the portal. That's all I know. This is stuff kind of was going over me just a bit. (laughs) Uh, They think this is the moment that they need, but nothing happens. Mel and Macy then argue over the fact that her rant has now been posted on Dirt Dish. And she thinks that she rolled over regarding the board when she tells her that was... Not a smart thing to do when you needed to play the game. What do you mean? Considering she was not there for that whole conversation, nor does it feel as if she looked at any schematics to <laughs> to think that, I kind of felt as if this was just a way to lash out. And she deserved to apologize just a little bit more. And she did in the end. Like I said, I feel as if they treated it appropriately for the characters and they did learn something from each other and then they apologize for saying you know really harsh words but some of those words as i stated earlier with sisters need to be stated um so i wrote in my notes bitch don't uh buck up your shit was reckless and she kind of right Cause look at what jordan had to do and he's still working there because he gotta play that game he know he gotta play that game but macy could have win public opinion on her side and i'm glad i wrote that in my notes and that's exactly what she did because that's what i would have done i said oh okay let's see how the public feels about this you know sometimes you can allow the people to change the board's mind but you don't have to do it you don't need to leave the charge so to speak you know you just leak that shit like be a little smarter with it Mel it's all we trying to say Maggie opens the portal herself and gets sucked in they now know the incantation can get you in but it cannot get you back home it seems as if they are back home they play the happy music and everything but just as Maggie is about to take a shower. They realize they are still inside. Oh, hell no! The prison has punked them once again and the incantation was a one-way ticket. But they are family and they realize that the tick, or Maggie realizes that the tick tick boom is correlated to the rift where the monsters are escaping and if they concentrate together to break down the last part of the illusion they will then see the real prison and likely be in the same room with all the monster growling that they've been hearing they finally do break the illusion a monster i forgot the name of this thing Chi chichi wrong Chi chong whatever uh blocks the exit but maggie says just run through it Excuse me, bitch. I wasn't sure if this was still part of the illusion or not because I was just so disoriented by that moment. I was like, it still feels like they're there because I don't know where the hell they are. They don't know where the hell they are. And then Harry rolls up like he fucking James Bond. Hello, (laughs) motherfucker. So you made it where the hell you been at you don't look concerned for our safety I'm talking about it's only been four hours <laughs> do you know what we've been through do you know what we've seen what we've the psychological trauma that we have endured you can at least look a little happy to see us sir something like thank god you're okay it's more like y'all just nonchalantly close up the pair he just reading it from a book like this was all talked about already? The next day, Mel goes to the campus to clean out her desk because she's pretty sure she's fired. But Dean Eldon was canceled. I don't like that word. I don't. Um, I, I, I get it when it first came out, but it, it gets a little out of hand. Little, little, little too much sometimes. And that it's a culture not the word cancel because you can be it canceled but the whole culture around it can be a little much a little too 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 blanketed but yeah I mean it, we didn't even need to say cancel because oh you know we all harassed until they were removed in I guess I guess if it, if it works for you i'm rather indifferent to it at this point (laughs) i'm not sure why we even needed this whole back and forth with the dean especially if she was just gonna get fired this quickly in the season it just seemed rather petty from her and then really petty on her end as well i don't know maybe there's something in the feedback that will give me a little bit more inspiration of feeling towards that Macy plays the game a little bolder, which I did appreciate a lot more. Maggie closes the door on any Antonio and the towel ideas, because please, nobody wants to see that. Macy says, let's celebrate today's victories once they're back at home. But Harry's like, no, no, (laughs) rings up. When I was thinking like them tick tick booms if they was going out every few days for 42 days in her mind, then how many fucking monsters is out there? Cause y'all ain't doing no type of math. Just then there's pounding on the door. It is Jordan running for his life. He can only get out big claws and something else. I don't know. I was too bothered by the fact that y'all don't have a peephole. Don't say who is it what's the secret password, look out a damn window, anything besides just opening your damn door to whomever is on the other side. I need y'all to do a lot better answering the door with common sense. Definitely a solid episode. Love the sister bonding, even the sister riffs. I love that they're learning from each other and they're supportive to each other as well but everything isn't always cookie cutter that's just a really nice touch I don't think we've seen in quite some time actually so I did appreciate that I think that's all the thoughts I have I'll save the rest for the mailbag pieces tonight. The first we're going to hear from is Jaylee who says, ciao, Christina. What you in, uh, you in, um, Cabo or something? Puerto Rico? I really liked this episode. It was another filler, almost bottle episode that still pushed the plot forward. I thought it was very creative in the hangover style it used, It would have been nice if the sisters were separated and maybe in ideal worlds but kept seeing mistakes that eventually brought them together but this was a cool concept too i have a little bit of a rant but i'm going to talk about what i like before we get to it i will say i agree with that idea them being separated much longer i think probably would have worked better for me just taste wise but As you stated, this was a cool concept as well. I really like, uh, or I really like Macy and Mel arguing. Their personalities are very different, so it makes sense that they don't always get along. It's nice that the relationship isn't perfect. Macy is technically the oldest, but Mel grew up as an actual oldest child. And now that Macy is more assertive, she's voicing her opinion and not backing down when she comes into conflict with Mel. I really like that. I also like that we're getting the constantly standing for what's right no matter the consequences mail back. She would always dive into situations head first in season one, a little in season two, but now that fairy personality is back and she's realized again that she has to think before she acts. I was hoping this would circle back to her not wanting to be in academia any or again And I'm afraid that the situation working in her favor might halt some growth that could have happened after this. But I could see her maybe becoming Dean of Students or something and I think that would be a good job for her. Although I think the creators missed the mark when they didn't make her a lawyer because I think she would make a really good one. I read on Tumblr that someone wished Mel and Macy had more heartfelt moments And I can see that we already know that they don't always get along so it would be nice to get more bonding moments With just them along with the sister bickering I see the point of that but I also In any dynamic with multiple sisters you're not going to have the same Relationship with them like me and my younger sister We're always snipping, like we're going to be bickery Because we both We're a lot alike, even though we're so different, right? Because we both have those headstrong personalities. We both wanna be assertive. We both are that, you know, those headstrong people. Did I already say that part? I'm not sure. But stubborn is definitely in there as well. However, you know, when I'm with my other sister, things are a lot more easier with her. Like we're always on sync with everything. But I'm sure she goes back to my other sister whenever she wants to talk shit about me. And that's what they do. And I'm sure there are moments. Well, actually, there's like no moments. I love my Muffy. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's like the one everyone. She's the Maggie of the situation. My middle sister. And that makes sense. She's the middle sister. <laughs> um, I guess she. guess she's not really the middle, but with the sister she is because my brother is in there but he's third yeah he's the third eldest so the sisters yes she would be the middle one between us and um yeah it's uh it's a different kind of bond it's not to say that they don't appreciate or have heartfelt moments they just don't express them in the same way i think with Mel being like you know what that actually was an understanding that she would be fired and not even being like well i shouldn't or make excuses for it she immediately realized her behavior as macy stated was not the right option it worked out in her favor but it also could have easily backfired in her favor like the culture right now helped your cause but you're not always gonna be reliant on cancel culture and you can't just react like that and publicly at that as well. So I think her owning that she did wrong was growth. And then Macy taking into account that yes, there are other ways I can be bolder like my sister. I think those are, are ways in which they express those emotions between them without needing to have the same type of heartfelt moments that they have with Maggie you know each individually but that's my take on it like I said I got a lot of sisters <laughs> did you see the way Macy finessed that shade group woman I was very proud of her she did a good job with that one and I like the fact that she wasn't even mad at it she was like okay I see you that was a good move And her dancing when the music started instead of her verse recording was hilarious. I'm also glad Jordan is going to be helping with the legal clinic. He's amazing and I want all good things for him. Don't we all? That brings me to my rant. It's a positive one, I promise. Well, for this show at least. I used to really, or I used to be really deep into the good girls fandom. (laughs) I'm sorry while I'm laughing because I'm like (laughs) once again a show I have no idea about. I love the show from the first episode and despite its flaws it was amazing. However lately it's become a show that brings my mood down. That's because it feels like the writers are completely disconnected from their audience. They keep pushing a redemption quote-unquote arc for a character that doesn't deserve it girl did you not watch westworld and they keep pushing another character people have wanted to know more about to the back i can understand having a plan and a narrative that you're trying to stick to like how i met your mother another show i didn't watch but a big problem my your big problem is y'all keep watching all this caucasian tv uh is they're not doing a good job with the arcs they're trying to push and force on the audience. If you're going to redeem someone, hold them accountable for their actions and have them own up to their crap. I say this to Charm, I say this to say Charmed is doing the opposite. The audience asked for more sister moments and more focus on the sisterhood, and we got it. More focus on the sisters outside of their romantic relationships, and we got it too, for the most part. We wanted more of a cohesive storyline, check. I personally wanted the other sisters working on the allergy slash monster problem, and I got it. I also wanted less of a certain character, and I got that too. This new season of Charmed isn't perfect. Who is running the magical community without the elders? Where are the other magical creatures? Can they also get their original powers back? Girl, I'm not holding my breath for this, but you're going to keep saying it but the writers slash showrunners clearly listened to what their audience wanted and made changes accordingly. I appreciate that. Sorry, I've been a little frustrated with good girls, so I couldn't stop myself from drawing comparisons. Okay, rant over. And I think you're absolutely right. There is a thing called constructive criticism, and there's also audience pandering. They're different. Constructive criticism is like, okay, you saw the good things in what we were trying to do and you not only criticized it, but you gave ideas about how you would probably like to see it better. That is constructive criticism. Words like, I don't like it. Why? Because I didn't. That's not constructive criticism. That's you being a petty ass bitch and just go on somewhere. Because if you are going to give criticism, that's the kind it needs to be. No one else is trying to hear the other stuff. You just sound like a whiner and you're hate watching and nobody wants to deal with that and i think the cw really has in the last at least with this show and flash really tried to pick up on that constructive criticism in the fandom but not go to the pandering in the fandom and i think that may account for from what i hear you know that uh from last week's feedback about a certain character being very put forth in the fandom and usually a fandom or a tv show will do that or hear that and they'll start writing all their storylines for that character and this show is not doing that they're not going to change the dynamic of the show to cater to what certain or a great deal of the audience wants to see a lot more of if it doesn't make sense for the story in itself So yeah, that's always something to be uh, applauded. Maggie was adorable. One One thing about her I hope the writers use is that in the OG show, Phoebe, the youngest, who was psychic and eventually an empath, was able to see through illusions and sense stuff easier because of her power. It would be nice if they did that with Maggie too. Like one thing I forgot from last week, when she came into the house and saw Abby's demon form, I thought it was going to be a spirit that was invisible to everyone else, but she could see it. They kind of did that in the first season when the thing possessed Galvin, so it would be nice if that continued. Just something subtle that's unique because of the type of power she has. But you know what I guess they kind of did? She was the one to put together that the glitches would help them get their memories back, what do you think? I like that she's going to stop obsessing over premonition. Here's hoping it's dropped next episode. Girl, one can hope it is dropped next episode. But as far as what I think, um, I don't think I have a lot of on it. I thought she definitely was leading a lot in this episode, which I really appreciated. Like she takes, like she's absorbing more of, you know, the things that are happening around her she's talking it out she's listening to advice i think maggie as a character in herself is completely growing into being an empath. but that means understanding everyone's perspective in a way I, i don't i don't i'm not as attached as you were to their powers first season so making the correlation i think her powers are fine And I think her being able to, as you stated, she was able to see through the illusion the first and figure out what was going on. So that kind of shows that her powers are growing. On Twitter, the writer said Mel's part was supposed to be quicksand, but had to be changed due to Rona. That makes me think they had to rework some or maybe most of the episode. The scene with Harry was so calm, so I think they changed the circumstances of them going into the prison, but not the last scene i think they originally intentionally went into the rift maybe in a different city or state with harry staying on the other side to get them out but maybe he couldn't so he was chill because originally he was part of them going into the prison also i was okay with the lack of harry in this episode i was too i love harry but having an episode focused just on the sister sisters is fine for me I think maybe they should have him get a job or maybe (laughs) lead in to him and Jordan becoming closer because they can actually get closer, literally. And that's true. They need to, he does, he do need to get out there and do something. Anything. Like, I would have probably liked to see him as the professor and Mel doing something else. (laughs) If I really had a preference here, it would be that. I, I just feel as if Mel is she is bound or born to do something a lot more with her her spark and her passion that doesn't require any real rules she needs to be the boss of her own destiny and she can do that at safe space and find a retail place to do it and make a good case because you know her sister owns the building i was going to say something else about mel but i can't remember what Maybe next time. I hope we find out more about this allergy because I want to know why their powers didn't work, but the allergy did. That's a good question. Now I'm thinking that Harry can just open a flower shop because he did in one lifetime. It's another thing he could do. I still prefer him being a professor. Theory, on rewatch, I realized the sound at the end sounded like the Kion from season two, What if it's coming to Mel for help after she bonded with the Queen last season? It would make sense why the promo for next week has nothing to do with them fighting a giant monster. Do you watch the promos? I do not. (laughs) I feel like you don't, but I could be wrong. I don't. Either way, if it is the Kion, then that would be another box check on my season three wish list. Also, I didn't realize Melanie Diaz was pregnant until Mimi. Oh, I mentioned that shit too, but I guess I'm just dust. Or Liliana mentioned it. Congrats to her. There was an episode last season where the shirt was uh, she was wearing and her boobs being cropped up just made me think she was pregnant. I honestly didn't even notice the season until they pointed it out. Probably because I already had in mind that she wasn't. What do you think they're going to do with her pregnancy? I vote ignore it and make pointed jokes about all the ways they hide it. When they introduced the allergy, they took away my all the ways they can't kiss, bingo. I guess I can replace it with ways they hide Melody's pregnancy, (laughs) bingo instead i i think ignoring it is perfectly fine there's just no room whatsoever to include a pregnancy story unless she gets like infected with a monster baby and that's just traumatic for all people involved because you're gonna have to kill it we know we know what happened in rick and morty if you watch that (laughs) raising gazorpazorp Like I said, I like this episode. I am itching for a little bit more action and magic, so hopefully we get that next episode. That's all, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. That is Lee. And last but certainly not least, Jayla really loved Mimi's comment, or Mimi's dragon of Antonio last week. Had to put that out there since Mimi's name was brought up. Liliana says, wow, what an episode. I didn't think an episode would top three three so soon, but this episode was amazing. It had the sisters completely focused on helping each other, and us getting, uh, and us getting to just see how each of the sisters vibe with each other. We also got to see so much of the Vera Vaughn Manor, and i i guess I did call it the Vera Manor. It could be called the Vera von Manor or estate. And I'm ready to bust out a board print out photos and try and figure out the layout of the manor or at least do it digitally I want to know what the layout is so badly since the glimpses to each room makes the room seem so full of knickknacks and old furniture this episode's setting felt like a really clever way for them to take us around the home I, I'm on, you may tweet the writers and ask for a virtual tour of the Vera estate seeing that they Vera Vaughn estate Seeing that they have a group text where they encourage each other felt so touching. It really helped me think of them as sisters who do want to include each other in their day-to-day lives, even if they aren't physically together in a location. It's easy to build a relationship when you are physically together often, but it's a harder thing when you don't get to see each other physically. So to me, seeing the group text tells me that they are putting an effort into being close with each other that is sweet even though i rarely we don't only group text if there's something we need to group text about which is rarely <laughs> well i think the last group text was when my sister went to labor I'm like oh shit, get that epidural girl <laughs> it sucks that maggie got to be stuck in the maze for 42 days due to her sisters having a fight and ignoring her I feel like even though it's a situation involving magic rituals and alternative dimensions, people watching with two or more siblings can relate to getting into arguments with a sibling, ignoring another sibling and having that come back and bite you in the butt in unexpected ways. I wonder how long it took before they figured out that their youngest sibling was in trouble. While Macy and Mel arguing helped lead to Maggie getting sucked into the prison maze, she has some blame in getting stuck there. Why would you get that close to an unknown portal? That was a bad idea written all over it. Yeah, that's where I was about to go with that. I'm like, I don't know if I even blame Maggie or blame either. They looked like they was leaving the room and had no intention of coming back. <laughs> no one told you to decide to do the incantation by yourself. And then when you open the portal, instead of going to find them or text them or anything else other than screaming, knowing they left the room already, you're gonna walk closer to it. Ain't you watched Poltergeist? Don't walk close to things that look like it might be a thing you knew it was a dimension to another world, so that's shame on you. Being stuck in a magic fun house that decides to mess with you for 40, 42 days is a pretty understandable reason to go off kilter, as Maggie did. Her Wilson buckets and their expressions were great. I never thought, wow, that bucket has some real sass before but it was something that ran through my mind when I saw the buckets with the faces drawn on them. Maggie living and raiding the hub that is safe space makes me envious. She is living the post-apocalyptic dream. Sarah Jeffrey rocked that un... Yushenka. No further comment on the other parts of the outfit. That outfit was trash. I'm just, I love, I love her, but why is all them layers on you? Except it hit a little too close to home regarding some outfits I wore. <laughs> And I used the word outfits very, very lightly. Oh, I trashed your past life. No, don't worry. I, we've always been there. I look at my past and I'm like, oh God, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did I think I should have did what my sister did and changed at school? find some clothes to stash away in a place i can retrieve later i just straight went to school how my mama dressed me didn't think twice about it it was a mistake <laughs> such a mistake Then she used to put the bang when you just flip it up in your hand just uh, just right out of the damn roller didn't put no pizzazz in it just a big ass fat fat fucking curl anyhow We finally get to see Macy and Mel team up for a conflict scenario, and I really loved it. The apologizing scene was so touching. I wanted to see them hug, damn it. I feel like since we don't get to see them interact or work together much, the fandom has has had to imagine how their dynamic would work. And with this episode, we now have some answers about how they would work together, what they would agree on, and what they would disagree on. She continues, I love that Macy's observe, record, and plan happenings clash with Mel's hot-headedness action now style. I like Mel, but her hot-headedness is a trait she displays a lot, even if she doesn't like admitting it as we saw in this episode. Speaking of Mel's hot-headedness, punching glass with your bare hand is so reckless. What would have happened if you couldn't find something to wrap your hand? What if you had punctured a vein and you could not stop the bleeding? That's such a bad idea, even for a spur of the moment thing. Like, yeah, if you wanted to shatter the illusion, why didn't you use anything around you? Why did your hand be the... that was frustration. Another fun little comparison between the two was seeing what type of makeshift weapon they chose from the garden and their reactions afterwards. Mel choosing something that looks like gardening shears and looking ready to stab something, while Macy chose to wield the handheld gardening rake and looking confused on what to do with it. Us getting to see Macy focus on her sisters was a nice break from seeing her worry over Harry and her relationship with him. I love how she checked Mel on how sometimes her brashness with things isn't the best. Mel needs someone that can remind her on her bad tendencies and that won't and won't let Mel ignore them. Y'all know I can't read after like 2 p.m. I adored seeing Macy get to be the big sister to Maggie. I might be forgetting, but it felt like it had been a bit since we got to see those two share a moment as sisters who can confide in each other. If they were There for an unknown amount of time and their memory was messed with. I questioned how much space Does Macy's phone have for her to create these big audio files? Girl you went straight into (laughs) She said how much space is on that phone She could have been recording the same thing for who knows how long that's true on mail related things not that I don't like the blazers and glasses but maybe or mayhaps in future seasons like season 5 can we get Mel in suspenders back? I thought she was a suspender. Oh, underneath. I see what you mean. To throw the seed out in the cosmos. I cheered seeing the suspenders. Suspenders are ultra comfy and too many people sleep on their amazingness. Let me tell you something. I agree with that statement, but if you have big ass titties you can't get a jumper and it's unfortunate because i ordered like four because one they're really fucking hard to find apparently in the u.s suspenders are not just out there who knew but i went to find me some suspenders and guess what these tatas if you got a, a double d these double d's do not get into a suspend the suspenders and it's very very heartbreaking just absolutely devastating because i wanted me a comfy pair and i could not i had two of them. like i even have one that i still i wouldn't even take it back because it was so nice until you get to the chest part i was so mad so angry so i'm guessing like one day maybe (laughs) i can get my ass in there i wouldn't even return it I guess right in that Mel was considered the cool teacher by her student and that Rebecca was going to be two-faced. She gave it to Mel over the book thing way too easily. I can't believe she even gave Mel the old I'm sorry you felt that way line when Mel confronted her. Yeah, like what do you mean I'm sorry you felt that way? Oh, that is such a, a line, a I microgram- Like, sorry- no, you're sorry that you did what you did, not that I chose to feel the emotions that I felt. We got to see her speak in front of the students, but I wonder if Mel ended up signing that NDA. Thankfully for Mel being filmed without her knowing and having it posted online worked out for her. Her trying to sneak into her office, but getting greeted by everyone was funny. Um, I was half expecting memories and feelings towards Abigail or Harry to mess with the Charmed Ones while they were trying to escape the maze, considering Abigail seems to provoke strong feelings for Macy and Mel, and this adventure was heavily focused on them. Glad they didn't, though, since it made this episode not feel ship-oriented. I think it wouldn't have made a whole bunch of sense, either. I mean, well, maybe with the the hairy thing but I'm not sure <laughs> with the male thing um, provoke strong feelings sure I don't think she provoked strong feelings in Macy anymore like she provoked strong feelings when she was trying to stomp on her territory and she wasn't about that life but now that she's claimed her man she don't give a shit what Abigail's doing <laughs> Even when she was in demon form in the house, she barely batted an eye. She was like, okay. And then what happened? Jumbled leftover thoughts. It was good to see Kevin again. Who's Kevin? I actually don't know. Oh, Kevin! 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 I got Kevin. Oh, my bootane is with the beautiful eyes. Kevin. That's what I call him. My bootane with the beautiful eyes. <laughs> Harry was way too calm seeing the sister stumble out of a blind, white blinding portal. He really was. Macy pulled a power move on that shade representative. And I can't wait to see badass CEO Macy. It was cool for them to mention a different type of magic. Drawing on blank on the actual name of the magic they mentioned. Yeah, don't ask me again. I think I mentioned it in the episode. Child, something with a chi with a chi something with a c and after my initial discomfort with the chupa alma aka Godzilla, they are almost cute looking the second time if you ignore the sharp teeth forked tongue and that they seem to be like six foot tall no actually they were more terrifying the second time i don't like predator type shit like nah nah i'm good i think that was all until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic that was Liliana with her thoughts on the episode so I'm glad that uh, everyone really enjoyed these and that um, the sister aspect was definitely a huge focus of the enjoyment if you want to join in the next episode for feedback black at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social medias will be there as well remember to like share subscribe if you have time run over to iTunes rate the podcast leave a review until next time peace Hair Grease and Blacker Magic